Hey everybody, welcome back to The Collective. We got another awesome show coming up for you today. We got some new faces, we got some old faces, we got some awesome people. And we'll get right into the uh, into the actual discussion here in a second. But make sure that everybody likes the, likes the page, subscribes, does all that stuff, hits the notification bell. That way you can be notified every time we go live, which is every day. So, um, any any thoughts? Anybody got any anything off the top of their head before we dive into a topic or thought process or story? Anybody got anything? Yeah, I'd just like to establish a new protocol. I think kind of tried to establish it the other day uh, when Gary came on, and I wouldn't mm. mind if right up at right. the front of each time we jump into a live and it's a new person of course Corey, we we know Corey, radmaster we know glenn radmaster we've never had dave on before so just like gary maybe a 10 second pitch if you can uh, chance i can do that all right well uh as far as i know maybe dave awesome dude former pcli sniper pretty a badass um on the guitars as you can see in the back there as well and uh he's also the owner founder owner and operator of bush wookie uh apparel that's correct and yeah. uh he is him and i have worked together before on the walk for veterans and just hanging out have it on the podcast all good stuff love chatting with you cool. happy to have thanks. you on thanks for having me man yeah anytime any did i miss anything um no not really yeah it's um first of all thank you for the invite and uh there's some familiar faces like obviously with matt hatter and new chance and sean i'm just getting to know you and glenn nice to see you man and like you, uh this is great so yeah i've served with the ppcli and also served with the argyle so i did some reserve time 19 years all together had a great tour couple of great tours, great service, met a lot of great people, and um, ended up wanting to do something a little bit more with uh, Bushwicky. Uh, but then there's some, if the topic comes up, we might end up discussing a little bit of the incident where uh, Bushwicky and stuff like that is on hold right now. I've been doing a lot with Arrowhead and whatnot, but mm. lately I've been focusing mostly on recovery. I've been focusing on trying to get creative a lot more, hence the reason why I see guitars. And uh, I'm actually in the middle of like almost creating my own little music studio right now, which is kind of cool, man. So I'm, yeah, so lots of exciting things coming up. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be fun. I, your, your music has been just awesome. The stuff that I've seen on your, on the, yeah, uh, I didn't know you could IG. play as well as you can. I mean, like, mm -hmm. you're good. I'm man. just getting started, man. Dave, two weeks ago, you were playing live at the uh, Toronto Intercare Center. That was yeah, a lot of fun, man. And Corey's amazing too, man. <laughs> That's cool. I think I think Corey and I got the same shirt on right now. What do you guys we think? We do, yeah. You got yeah. the uh, 1.0 version flat, and this is a new one coming out. It's a liner jacket. What the hell? I feel like such an underperformer. I've got no cool shirts. I don't play guitars. You got a cool Dude, I suck. There. Yeah, your hood is amazing. What? Pathfinder? That's all right, on, but I mean, come on. I mean, like, I, I feel like I'm underperforming right now. Actually, well, I cut the tail us. end of your story, on there, and then a phone call came in and cut out. But it's very interesting to hear what um, the last of your live segment was talking about. And um, I know that you were mentioning a lot about um, school wasn't your thing. But that doesn't make you obviously not intelligent. Like you obviously are and you're sophisticated and you have these certain skills that makes you have a very interesting and very successful uh, career in the military, man. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, the points that you touched on. Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. And you know what? I, I was, if you listen to enough of it, I don't know how much of it you heard, but holy moly, I was trying to establish how mega- uncomfortable i was in having this discussion this morning because i don't like talking about myself in that way i don't like establishing anything that anyone could consider as a humble brag and and i mean it's the first time i've ever kicked out my iq it's the first time i've ever talked about how dr art finch in his podcast described how a, a kid like me that i thought was super dumb isn't super dumb but the institutions around me made me think that I was super dumb. 
And the army is what exposed me to how maybe smart I am. But until Dr. Art Finch said it the other day in the podcast, it had never really sank in. I didn't want to own how quote unquote special I am, which I can't even say the word special. It makes me feel uncomfortable, you know, but that's what that dude keeps repeating is that dudes like me are special. Not because like we can levitate. It's because of how our brains work. And I didn't understand how my brain worked to the degree or the depth that Dr. Art Finch describes until I listened to it yesterday. And so it would have been disingenuous for me to, as he says, disregard how big my brain is and then not put the message out to the rest of the warriors out there that if the world around you isn't working for you in the way that it's telling you that it's supposed to work, it's your job with your big brain to figure out a way to make it work. I figured out a way to make it work for me, but I didn't know that that's what I was supposed to do. I just I'm dying here. I have bored, to ask you a know? question because like, um, when I was listening to it, I found that interesting. Like, first of all, I want to say thank you for all the compliments about guitar, but I've always had a guitar in my hand. And I feel like the military, I'm the same way. School was not my thing then. I feel like, so my question is, sorry, is that do you feel like maybe the military brought out and taught you how to process whatever target you want to learn? You know what I mean? So like for me, becoming a sniper, like I was just an average Joe, whatever, corporal soldier, whatever, like dudes just said, I started getting into recon and sniping. I feel like that really allowed me to really process. If I want to research something, I can dissect it because some of the, I've learned from my mentors or whatnot. And like, I don't know. I just feel like my education was built from, I, I didn't get it from school. I got it from the military. It helped me. And that's why now I just picked this guitar up about this one a year ago. And now like, I feel like now that I'm devoting my, my thought into something like and how I want to learn it, I'm actually capable of breaking it down very quickly and achieving goals right so my question is you feel like that the military brought out that sense of that character out of you, you know, and then where you became this you know you <laughs> yeah you're it's a great question and it is a question that i've never thought about in the way that i'm thinking about it now until yesterday when i listened to this podcast on again the psychological profile of an operator with dr art finch and so Dude, I literally thought I was dumb. I just thought I was dumb. I was always told I was dumb. <laughs> I was always told I was dumb. I thought I was dumb. I was dumb. But I'm not dumb. No. I just didn't know how to Nobody learn has. yet. And, and as Art Finch says, guys like me or guys like us or maybe all of us, who knows, there's, there's people who, quote unquote, are special that don't do good at other things, but they do good at certain things. And those things that they are certainly good at, they do so well that they are quote unquote special. And so in school, I was never, I, no one encouraged me at all. In fact, they squashed me because I was failing because, because anyone who stood in front of me was so yawningly, boringly stupid in my world that I couldn't listen to them because I didn't respect them. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're boring me. Get out of here. I'm, I've got better things going on in my brain than your yawningly speech. So I sucked in school because I was disinterested in school because they didn't know how to make me interested. The military made me interested in two ways. One, it presented things to me that I was fascinated in, which I'd already started exploring, and that was shooting when I was a young kid and field craft as a young kid and blah, 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 all of the things that I did as a young kid that felt right to me. So someone in an institution was going to teach me how to be more awesome at the things that I felt right inside of me. But the other thing that the army did for me, which I didn't realize at the time, I realized it later into my career, but at the start of my career, I didn't understand this critical element for me. I needed a framework. I needed this structure that I could operate in that I could understand because school doesn't offer that school isn't a structure. It's a nebulous gray zone of boring delivery of inconsequential ins institutionalized information that 
quadratic formula. How is that going to help me get out of here? And <laughs> so about that, but yeah. it didn't work for me, but the army worked for me. It delivered a construct where I could understand the left and right arcs, where I could understand if I failed here, there was consequences. And so it made me not only pick up my socks, it made me feel like, oh, there's hard things. I want to do hard things. Oh, is that your hardest? Bring harder. And so I was wired to pursue more. 11 out of 10, I'll do 12 out of 10. But that's my head. And that's not everyone. As it turns out, it's very rare. But as it turns out, if it's rare out there in society, it's not rare in the military. I, I've just met so many dudes who are wired like me that we just don't know how quote-unquote special we are because no one ever explained us it to us. And that's why I feel that one of the problems getting out of the military, transitioning out, is if I think I'm dumb and I'm going out onto civilian street as a veteran thinking I'm dumb, then that's what I'm going to perform too. And that's why I got lucky, man, I think, that when I left the teams and I put that steel trap behind me and never looked back, I just had to look forward and think, I guess I better figure this out. And I put my JTF2 mindset into the puzzle in front of me called the civilian world and just pursued in a quote-unquote special way that has helped me be successful to some degree. It's very singular too. So the school system is that, and I, I mean this in the fact that it's on you. You have to learn and write the tests and do all the things. You can't ask for help. You have to, <clears throat> if you, you sit down at your at, the, at a test and they give it to you singularly. But in the real world, outside of, outside of schooling, you work with teams. You work with people. If you don't know how to do something, if somebody else does, you should be working together in order to do that. Um, let's, uh, uh, that's a difference. That's the difference. You're talking yeah. about it's on you and it's on teams, but in school it's on you and you don't even know it's on you because yeah, no one absolutely. explains it's yeah. on you. And in yeah. teams, no one explains it's on you because of the teams. These are things that you figure out, but the difference yeah. is in the military, you have mentors in school. You have no one who's interested in you. Every so often, I remember having a particular teacher, you know, in, in a particular grade that was really interested in developing the students. For how long? Case. Well, while I had them for Which that one year, year right? There that you one go. year that's, in that's a particular point. time. And that's what I mean. Is that, is that yeah, your grade eight teacher who took a fascination in you for a year yeah, versus the military who's going to take a fascination in you for your entire career. And I don't mean all of the military will take an entire fascination in you. But as the good mentors around you, the good leaders around you, even if there's only one or 10, it doesn't matter. As you move through your career, those people who are invested in you will be replaced by other people who are invested in you, other leaders who will invest in you and guide you and shape you. And so every year in the military is an opportunity for you to do better. Whereas in school, every year is an opportunity for you to groundhog day it if you don't know how to do it. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this a little bit because uh, I'm interested. Ways of learning. Let's let's talk about it because you know, in it's interesting that you say this because in school, personally, I I excelled at let's say math when I had someone demonstrating it for me. So if I could see somebody do it, I could I could do it. Um, and then physically, if I was like you know, learning how to shoe a horse or uh, learning how to brown cattle. Again, if I could see somebody do it in front of me, okay, I got that. And then I can move on. Were you guys similar? Did you guys have different ways of learning? Do you have something that else, like a different way that helped you connect to whatever it was you're learning? Glenn, Definitely. let's start. Let's yes, but start I'm going to wait till last. <clears throat> Glenn, let's well, start with you. If I can go back about sure. two minutes. is. <laughs> He's got. He's, was, he's going to his I notes. Right notes, like all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I feel like I missed a, an epic podcast somewhere. Uh, so well, Sean it's it's Dave put out by a guy called Doctor Art Finch. So okay. hit me up so, later. I'll send you so, the link. So were you guys on it? No, uh, a okay. friend from the hill sent it to me. Oh, gotcha. Okay, 
Uh, awesome. Thanks. So ways of learning. Oh man. Um, I kind of wish I, I saw, um, or listened to that conversation about it because, uh, when Sean was talking about his school experience, man, that was kind of pull on my heartstrings because I was not a good student, like at all until probably after university. Um, I, uh, I was a dyslexic or am a dyslexic person, kid, whatever you want to call it. And, um, <clears throat> it was being in the school system itself was very, very difficult. Um, especially with identif identifying it and kind of give me not necessarily like an easy route forwards, but just kind of supporting in me in which way I kind of view and interact with the world. Um, it was, you know, the comments generally, generally were like, Hey, great kid needs to work harder. So I kind of, that kind of stuck with me for, I mean, I guess my whole life. Um, so it wasn't until later on that I realized that I learned it a different way. I, there were some clues in sports and martial arts because I was, uh, all that kind of stuff. I really just loved, uh, I would say I was probably pretty good at it, I guess. Um, and I realized I'm like, okay, how can I, I feel comfortable. I feel like in my own skin when I'm playing sports and doing martial arts, how can I translate this to the classroom? And I never found a way to do that until after university, until I was, I was tested as a 33 year old, uh, as a, as a gift from a family friend that uh, wanted to help me kind of progress in, in, in this way. And it, it was an expensive program and they just they're like, Hey, let's, let's send you to this thing. And for the first time in my life, I felt good reading. Mm. Like I, like I, I, I found out that I was a kinesthetic person. So, uh, Sorry, I'm talking a long time here, fellas. So cut me off in time. So um, if there if there's an that's what we do. <laughs> so if there if there's the alphabet, you know, uh, A B C D E F G, L M N O P, I I know that those letters exist, but because I don't I don't have like this kinesthetic response to it, it doesn't register as much. Mm. So you got to be able to touch it, right? Yeah, touch it, and then once I touch it, I have this kind of uh point of reference now that i can refer back to mm -hmm. uh in this course I, I tested highly in a bunch of other places but in terms of of that it was my, my brain had difficulty reading it but once i had the patterns it was i was good to go mm -hmm. so when i would read um when i would read a sentence uh you know i would pick up what was going on if the word had a photo or I, I interacted with that word previously, mountain, right. dog, cat, I got it. But if there's a word like the in a there, it's kind of ambiguous a little bit. Yeah. So my brain would, I would continue the sentence, but I, I, I would track back to backfill. So as I continue to get more information, I would backfill, backfill and fill up that story. Mm -hmm. So in terms of kind of real life application and, other things i was able to recognize patterns how i fit in and how to move through things and i you know i love the field craft stuff i wasn't good at it because i kept on uh getting lost <laughs> but uh that that way though uh when it comes back to ways of learning that's why jujitsu is super important and training time and kind of uh taking a step back and asking questions uh not necessarily in a linear pattern but from a different perspective helps me gain like a, a, a frame point of reference of what my limits are. And I can see it from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, learning is, I find it incredibly fascinating. And I, I love kind of watching people learn and how they learn because I can take something from that. And, uh, you know, listen to uh, someone like Dave, who's a phenomenal musician, that to me is, unreal or like a sushi chef that knows how to roll stuff properly like and just punch him out is mm -hmm. phenomenal so um 
yeah, I think that having that um, experience through life and and not quitting, even though I was kind of getting my you know what kicked in, mm-hmm. um, and still keep on trying. I think I, I think it was a, a huge benefit for me, um, and uh, in sharing that experience with other honestly younger kids that are having a hard time uh with school and whatever it's like hey don't quit just stay in the fight but uh, let's talk about it a little bit more in a different way and not a yeah. one two second conversation let's talk about it for like a couple hours over the next couple weeks so let me get this uh let's just see if this when you're kind of back framing yep. or backfilling your stuff is it kind of going like from a two-dimensional image in your head to like a three-dimensional image in your head like it allows you to gain depth by hitting those different angles yeah Yep, for sure. Okay. And uh, it'll, and, and that's the tricky part when it comes to kind of, uh, I would say multiple choice questions or kind of long answer or fill in the blanks. Mm. It gets kind of difficult because, you know, uh, if I'm, if it's a, if it's a question about a, a story or an experience, it, it's kind of difficult for me to, uh, answer it within that kind of paragraph provided versus hey if you want to talk to me about a certain experience ask me questions about that and how it actually was i'll knock it out of the park right so uh the backfield part it it's 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 tricky because it does fatigue my eyes and my brain mm-hmm. quite a bit because there is a bit of a kind of wobble to go backwards but uh yeah it's uh i i think it's it, it's a weird skill to have but it's difficult in other areas yeah yeah there's give and take with everything right i think yeah. there's uh it applies itself really well to particular areas and doesn't apply it well itself to another area um cory what about yourself what, what kind of what ways of learning do you have what ways do do you learn the only way uh i've ever learned which is the hard way doing things wrong <laughs> three or four times and just struggling and grinding through it but uh it's never been uh, i think that's really- where we met yeah, <laughs> trying to let go of an airplane while I was flying through the air, not wanting to let go, but, yep. uh, and trying to perfect the perfect cup of coffee, which I'm still mm-hmm. trying to chase, thanks to Sean and Elaine from Arrowhead and Dave, who roasts as well. So that's a side passion. And I think it sounds to me like there's a common theme. All of us here kind of had that struggle going through school. For me, high school wasn't really something I particularly excelled at. I did better at skateboarding and kind of skipping class near the end. I was always creative in the art department and uh, entrepreneurialism wise and the side jobs. But I guess I always felt stupid until I really found something I was passionate about, which was shooting a machine gun. And uh, I love that. (laughs) But, you know, getting really into it. I think that's kind of when you talk about anything that gives you the structure and framework to perfect understanding something really well, that's, that's an excellent foundation for starting uh, an ability to develop skills that you can apply for life. Uh, All of us, I think the benefits we've achieved from the military, there certainly are benefits, although people will argue that there's negatives or more negatives than positives. For me, overall, at least, I think there's a lot more positive that the military gave me, despite a few twists and turns through uh, the career and dealing with some stuff coming back from overseas. The uh, military is an excellent foundation, and a lot of people will say, you know, we're in a dark era. Um, For those that are considering or are currently just getting in or in the process of starting the career, it's an excellent institution and really it's what you get out of it. What you put into it is what you get out of it. And for all of us, I think you could uh, argue that we've learned uh, a few skills from the military that uh, we'll take with us. For me, I guess the grind of uh, being an entrepreneur, a vetrepreneur, you know, you really realize how hard things are and you think back to like selection or course, those times where not everybody made it through and you really found the way to push deep down and get that inner grit going. Those are things that you need to rely upon 
or even just learning skills, perfecting the art of the perfect shot, the math that you didn't think was necessary when you're loading in all the basics. Those are all necessary skills that come out as evidence, you know, and you start yeah. putting things together. And yeah, I think, yeah. I guess when you think about it, what is success? So what's the definition of success? Is it uh, to some people, maybe it's monetary, but if you can really find a way to achieve some sort of means, even financial gains from something you truly enjoy, to me, I think that's success and helping others, finding uh, passion in the craft and the art that you do. Those are things that, you know, whether it's on the jujitsu mats, designing things uh, for new designs, coming out with new ideas for products, those are all things that I think people could agree upon that you can find joy from in what you do. Yeah. Success is what we, uh, what we choose it to be. Right. That's mm -hmm. the, <laughs> that's where uh, the fun part is. I, I'm going to stick to ways of learning. Yeah. <laughs> but I will, I will say this cause it's really important. What Corey brought up is success and I don't want to side rail things too much. I just want to throw out this thought for anyone who's listening right now, cause Corey is right on it. He raises an excellent point. And for each of us, it is an individual determination of what success means to us. But I'll throw this out to the group because you're all a fair bit younger than I am. And here's here's just the point that I want to make. And you'll understand this when you hit 60. 100% you'll understand it. I make it. Here's the deal. When I was in, when I left the teams, the first thing that I thought was success was since the army paid me $5 an hour to be a tier one warrant officer, I better go out and reestablish what money means to me. So I chase money. And the first time that I made six figures in a year, I thought, oh, this is the path to success. I chased the dollar because the dollar was the game. The dollar was the challenge. If I can't do a long range shot, then I'll do a long range chase the dollar. And so the challenge for me when I left the teams was to make a buck because I because the game amused me. The game challenged me. The game kept me in the game. Then when I made money, it bored me because it just wasn't enough. And so throughout your life, you'll find yourself in different phases based on your age or your circumstances where success is defined in a certain way. And then at the age of 50, it'll be defined in a certain way. And now at the age of 60, here's how I define success. I don't care about money. I really don't. All I care about is time and whatever time I've got left on the planet. That's my only resource. I've got enough money to not worry about money. I don't have enough time. And so my idea of success at 60 is this now. If I can make someone better. I'm trying to pour myself back into others, not into myself. I, I mean, I look after myself. Of course, I, I try to get better myself. But my main satisfaction, my main sense of success nowadays is others. And I've heard other, like, wiser people than me, like older people than me, or whatever you want to say, it, however you want to say it. But I've heard it from not my peers, but from people that I look up to who are a little bit older than me, say the same thing. And so I think maybe it's, an, it's a natural evolution of the phases of success that we all move through as we age. At some point, I believe that we all will reach a point where it's just mostly about everyone else around you rather than whatever else you've got in front of you. A rising tide yeah. lifts all boats. I love that. Yeah, say. buddy. It gives me a lot of it. It gives me a lot of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Chasing a dollar doesn't. Get, it gives me zero satisfaction. Chasing betterment in other people—that's kind of my jam nowadays. Which wasn't my jam when I was thirty. <laughs> I think I think Dave's got a bromance going on for you right now. He's just oh, falling you know, in love because he understands. <laughs> I think. I think. I think yeah, he understands. You know. I think we all understand. Heart, right. Mm -hmm. that's and sharing that, that like I'm a person who had a lot of anger in my heart, man. And uh, I feel like it's kind of cool what we're saying there because recently um, I've been keeping tabs on a young fellow that I taught JP1 back in 2017 and he, from the Argyles and now took his component transfer and he's going to one paper CLI. And I, 
I gave him my beret, my cat bash, I gave him my tunic, you know what I mean? Like, I want to try to set him up for success for when he gets to the battalion, man. And, like, he's like, don't you want this stuff? And I'm like, you know what, man? I'd rather that just continues and, you know, hopefully it helps. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got no uniforms. I've got no berets. I've got, I gave it all away to the troops who I thought, that guy will be all right. He's going to get my stuff. I've got a cat badge over here, you know, uh, special operations cat badge with no beret to put it on it. You know, I mean, like I've got nothing. I gave it all away to the troops. Here's a random question that I've never actually did. Were your berets tan back in the day? Or were they no, just they green? were black uh, Nomex face hoods. Ooh. But I mean, like your, was it like your official uh, head? No, dress? no, the, yeah. the, the fancy boy berets uh, didn't exist when I was in. Mm. Nice. <laughs> don't have to wear a beret if I don't actually have one. Correct. <laughs> ah, smart. Um, actually, I got a good, I got a bit of a story about this. Um, and it actually goes to something that we were talking about uh, earlier, Sean. And it goes into what we're talking about right now here. So when I was a, a young sapper, I was overseas. And my sergeant had mentioned something called the sapper leader course. And at the time I heard about it and I was like, oh, I want to go on it. And it's basically... It's like the ranger course for engineers. And so it's uh, it's a bag drive. And it's one of those things that like, that's what you want. And you get a tab and it's a sapper on it. And, uh, but it's an American course. And so I, I got home from overseas and I started asking around. I was like, hey, what's this thing about a sapper leader course? How do we get on it? What do we do? What are like, how do we do this? And uh, I was told that we hadn't sent anybody for a number of years because the last three guys they sent all rtb and they all voluntarily withdrew and that was just that so the unit in all their wisdom decided that they weren't going to send anybody else because they didn't want to look bad <laughs> well they were looking bad yeah and so uh i was like you know what no i'm not let that happen so i started doing the paperwork i started contacting people down for leonard road i started like reaching out like how do we get canadians back on this course what do we need to do is there something that we need to like make up and they're like nope send us your qualifications and your people and blah 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 all that stuff and i started passing it up the chain and i got the uh i go we got the approval everyone said yeah we should absolutely be sending people on this course let's send some people on this course and that got sent out to the field troops and then now i had wanted to go on the course <laughs> unfortunately uh they sent somebody else and i was i was angry about that for quite a while but over time, I started to realize, like, it's, it doesn't matter that I didn't get to go on the course because now other people get to go on the course. And just recently at uh, Remembrance Day, I got to see one of the young sappers that was there when I was there. He was a sapper at the time. He's a sergeant now. Um, and he came up to me and I was like, hey, buddy, how's it doing? How's it nice to see you? And he had the sapper tab on his DUs. And I was so excited. I was so happy for him in that moment that he was able to do that course. And I asked him, like, do you know how you were able to get on that course? And he was like, well, yeah, I applied. And <laughs> I got on it. I'm like, no, but we didn't say it. I told him the whole story and he started laughing. And I felt better about him getting that course than I think I would have gotten, than I would have felt being able to go on that course just because of, I think, what we're, what we're talking about, which is, you know, um, when you're talking about what is success to me that's success i got to see somebody thrive and do something awesome because i put in a little bit of work years ago yeah but you started it off with the wrong intention for sure absolutely and you kind of got lucky and i mean lucky I did. <laughs> that you finally came to the right conclusion many 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 years later absolutely and that's not the way it's supposed to work yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. And and so how was that a that was a failure on your behalf, but why was it a failure? It it was a failure of the system to not teach you how to do it better, to not teach you that it's about the team, not about the individual. It was a failure of your leadership around you to help you understand why you're there. Mm -hmm. Not you're not there for the jammy goes. You're there to kick ass and do your part in the team. And so you were kind of kicking ass in a sense but looking after yourself. Yeah. And, and that's not the right way. And you know that, I know that we all know that. And 
you know, that's that's a, a failure within the system. True. Not you, the failure, Chance Burles. Well, there there was a failure on my part. Too, there is I didn't, a bit of I that. Didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> there is a bit of that. But the point I was trying to make was the fact that even over time, you can do something selfishly, right? I, I, you know, I, jo I joined the army because I got, you know, I got to blow stuff up. They're going to pay me to blow stuff up like that. <laughs> All right, I'm good with that. Uh, but I also learned through that act of selfishness, I learned about the team. I learned about the uh, the definition of success. I learned what was, it took me a while. Right. Well, it took you an entire yeah. career and then yeah. out of the military. I mean, you learned it after the fact, long after the fact. But the important part, I think, is that I learned it because <laughs> it would not be the same. Like life would not be life would the stuff that we're doing here. Who knows what would have happened had I had I not learned how to work through the team. I mean, it does. It, you're going to hit mistakes along the way. Same thing with school, right? You're going to go into school and you're. You're going to sit there and you can think you're dumb for many, many, many years. But until you actually learn the lesson or figure out what your version of success is, then you'll just sit in that that same mindset. You'll never actually learn. You'll never actually grow. You'll never actually do go anywhere outside of that. I have a very similar um, example to with that. I always, always wanted my jump course, man. I'm so mad. I can never get my jump course. And uh, I would pass all the tests, pay it to you, like, it was never a problem. Uh, but I just never got the course. But was I a little butthurt about that at times? Yeah. Even the selection for Ranger course, like, I wanted to do that so bad. Like, I, I ripped my feet apart for the rock marks and stuff like that. And, like, this, you know, I always wanted these groups of goes, But I never wanted to be a badge collector. That's not why I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And that was the one thing that was, at least I knew that, okay, yeah, cool, let's jump out of the airplane. Well, I want to jump out of an airplane. I, I've, I've yet to still fallen from the air, right? Like, everybody here has got more jumps than me. First. So I have, We have a I'm, fix for that. Right? I know. Pegasus, I know. <laughs> Tim Paris all over me. Yeah. Um, I know I got to get up there. Anyways, so I've I've always wanted that, but my you're right. Like I always found that the best parts of looking back in my career, I guess, it was the mentorship. Um, I had great mentors. I had horrible mentors. I had people definitely like you would never want to follow them in any direction of what they've done, just because a they're not a good person. Uh, you know, I mean, it, just, it could be just a rotten soul. You know, I mean, I've dealt with a couple of those, or then some of them being not necessarily inexperienced. But I can work with that. If someone doesn't have the experience but has the passion for, you, you got me all day, man. I will work with you, and I train like DP ones or BMQs. Like if I got a kid that can't do, you know, I mean, twenty-five push-ups, I'm gonna work with him, and we're gonna work as a team. I always, I always love that environment because. CrossFit is very similar to that. Uh, martial arts is very similar to that. Um, and I, I always found that the mentors who I was blessed to have been able to follow, that I wanted to make sure that we we're capable of passing on. Do I want those groups to go? I think I wanted more of the experience. Like I wanted more operation deployments, right? Like I really wanted to help people. I wanted to serve and, you know, get behind that. But I think the best part of what like what you're saying there, Sans, is definitely like there is that part of selfishness. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but find like Sean's saying, finding what is the most important thing that you know, what's what's the most important part. And I think helping others is what fills my heart and fills yours as well, right? Like we're all kind of yeah. like minded people here. Absolutely. Can we get back to the other topic at hand, which yep. was how we learn? Because Ways I don't feel like we really worked through the panel on this specifically. For sure. Um, I think, yeah, we did. We went on a tangent, didn't we? <laughs> I'm yes, you did. I sure did. Um, I think, well, we haven't talked to Dave about your ways of learning, and we haven't hit you, Sean. So let's, uh, let's dive into Dave. Did we hit Corey uh, in detail as well? Think, or yeah, Corey, do you feel like we uh, explored your definition of your way of learning 
Well, I always uh, probably lack a few details, but my overall answer was just basically doing it the hard way, grinding it out, learning by doing. I've been very much a physical learner. I'm not too much of a details fella until I really get into something and start hyper-focusing, like roasting my own coffee. That's mm-hmm. kind of like where you get into just like kind of being a generalist, I guess, is where Ellis, for me, finding things that I love doing, working on bikes riding bikes, wheeling bikes. Those are all things you kind of learn each component. Similar to the military, it teaches you the skills physically. Anyways, you learned uh, the concepts of rifle, you break it down then you shoot it. It's the same concept that I think I apply to the business principle, aligning with uh, mentors and working the business, kind of building it from falling here's, from the sky. And here's a question for you though. Does it, is it the uh, is it the physical act like the the being able to touch it with your hands and take it apart that helps you understand the pieces of it, or is it watching somebody do it? Because those are very different yeah. things. So you could watch somebody take apart a bike. For me, it's you have to do it. Just like understanding yeah. running your own business, you won't know the joy and frustrations of trying to make ends meet until you've done it and then you've grinded through it the frustrations of production and the issues you'll run into until you've done it yourself you really completely understand things after you've covered all kind of rules so Mm. to me that's how i've learned and i don't know if it's the right way but (laughs) it's the way that i've learned to just grind it out and now it's kind of it's interesting to see the evolution of where things have gone with the brand and how you can kind of see our niche is really into the passion of power sports. Our focus is, is always been mental health initiatives, but uh, we've started to create a few other businesses just from that mentorship. When we talk about uh, the things that we leave behind, you're talking, Sean, basically just being left with a cap badge. Ultimately, I think that's what Mad Hatter Industries will be. It'll be just an idea and a concept about what people need to do define what it is that they're truly passionate about and live their own adventure. And uh, we've worked with young professional racers that have gone up in the amateur league. We have one fellow going to CB, CSPK, the pros. So he's got his card to go in this season, which we're excited to watch. Young stunt riders and uh, soldiers as well that we've worked with starting their own stuff. Uh, like that coffee that Dave tried the other day, that's really interesting to see where things are going to and then another person that we're working with on our team to start our own fitness consulting business so i think to me that'll be the success and legacy of mad hatter industries working with the collective and other like-minded initiatives in the veteran community and uh growing those those skills and passions into something that people find value in that's to me true success and really how we learned is by doing and working with others like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dave, any thoughts on how you learn? I feel like I've been talking way too much, so I'm sorry. I think I swore. I'm sorry if I did. Like, oh, yeah, you should a, be sorry. I'm Great audience for that. <laughs> um, well, we are live, right? I want to be respectful. Um, let's... Sean and Glenn, what we were saying too about reading, like I'm a horrible reader. Like you will never find me sitting there reading a book ever. Like I'd rather be doing some exercise with my brain than other things. I, reading is just not my thing. Um, school I was never good at. Like just because even art, like I would, I would still fail art because, and I can paint, I can mold, I can do anything. Give me something to make, I can make it. Um, but I would fail because I just couldn't apply. Like, I didn't like the timing, so I didn't like what the topic was. I didn't care for it. I liked law. In high school, that was one subject that actually surprisingly did fairly well was law. Um, and then, obviously, that finished up was pretty easy. I just had to show up. Um, so I'm blessed in that way. Um, it was, I almost dropped out of high school. I, I went away. I did a tasking with the JTF2, and I was like, these guys are rock stars, man. I'm like, I'm done with school. I'm done. Like, I know what I want to do. And I, <laughs> everybody's like, you're an idiot. Been in school. And then I got my diploma. 
And but shortly after that, then I ended up going on my first deployment. I felt like from there on, I started to feel like a little bit more of a professional soldier. So I was like, that was helping me a lot more as well. I'm starting to build this profession. But nowadays, how I learn, like Bushwookie, like I learned how to make my own website. So I'm a person I like to do. Like I'm a hands-on, you know what I mean? Like if I need to read an article on something, I'll do that. But I'm not going to read a novel on it. No, I can't do it. So boring. I want to find out what I need to do, troubleshoot, solve the problem, move forward, right? And uh, and now lately, that's what I've, I've brought in. So I was learning how to build a business, which now I'm actually starting to build up again slowly. While a new passion with uh, instruments, I have a, a mentor now. And having a mentor in whatever you desire, whether if it's martial arts, um, you know, I mean, any type of academics or if they're building motorcycles, automotive, like whatever your passion is, I, I think I have to want it, love it, and you know, I mean, commit to it. Because if I don't commit to it, then the results won't be there, right? And that was the one thing being in the sniper teams and working with them and having my mentors base me, but also guide me, educate me. Um, that was, I forget where I was going with that. Sorry, I'm, I'm all over the place here. But, um, welcome to the tangent show. Don't like you wanted to buy bad. a motorcycle. That's what I, heard. yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what motorcycle did you buy? Not me, no, yeah. put some wheels on that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That'd be a heck of a ride, man. You can play while you're going, It'd be fun times. Cool. Um, yeah, the uh, the you know, being able to physically touch something. That's yeah. it. Just yeah, there's something to be. There is obviously a kinetic way of learning as but well. Like as you were saying, like if you watch someone, like I learned how to play hockey by myself. I got to learn how to skate like a hockey player just by watching. No one ever taught me how to do it. I just put on skates as a young child, and I was out there, man. And I was playing with people who actually play organized hockey, and I was keeping up with them, self-taught. You know what I mean? So it was like I had to see it, do it. And then, you know, and then, and then if I had mentorship, who knows where that could have went, right? It's interesting. Yeah. Sean, what are your thoughts on ways? Of yeah. Learning? I'd just like to establish a few things just so that it will maybe cause others out there listening to this, promote some thought. Maybe you'll think about yourself after the fact uh, when we're done here. Just take a few minutes to think about what I'm about to say. So when I was a kid and I was in high school, uh, I remember a distinct moment where I was in class, uh, English class, and the teacher uh, broken out the Shakespeare of the day, some book that they wanted us to read. And that's your homework. Go read that freaking book. And I was like, okay, William Shakespeare, whatever. So I flicked through that thing, banged it off, got into class the next day. And the teacher said, so let's turn to chapter whatever. What are your thoughts on this? And everyone Everyone was stunned because they didn't understand a freaking word of Shakespeare. And I, I waited the appropriate amount of time for someone smarter than me, quote unquote, to raise their hand and explain Shakespeare. And when the appropriate amount of time had gone by, I thought, okay, well, I guess I'll stick my hand up. So I stuck my hand up and the teacher said, yes, Sean. And I just basically rattled off my interpretation of Shakespeare. And when I'd finished, everyone looked at me like I was a freak. Because right? I was interpreting Shakespeare better than the teacher. The teacher cool. looked at me and said, who taught you that? And I said, well, I just read it yesterday. I didn't know that I understood Shakespeare, nor did anyone else. And maybe I didn't, but it impressed everyone. And so that moment in that class at that precise time did this for me. Wow. How come you all can't understand Shakespeare? So that was my first recognition of, are you all dumb or am I the dumb one? I didn't know because everyone was telling me I was dumb. So I thought, I guess dumb people understand Shakespeare. <laughs> and so from that point forward, as I bounced into the military, I always thought whatever I think is out of line with what everyone else thinks. And so it took me a while to figure all of that out, that I learn in a different way, I think in a different way. And so to the point when someone is... You know, if someone has a rifle in front of me in basic training, this is the FNC1A1. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to that. Here's what I think. 
dude, you're boring me. You showed me the weapon. I understood in the first 10 seconds it's a weapon. Now, can you hand it over so that I can freaking get to work understanding it? Because as Dr. Art Finch says in his The Psychological Profile of an Operator, we're experiential learners. I, I don't want to hear your lecture on a rifle. Just freaking hand it to me and then step aside and I'll go crush it because that's how I learn. I need it in my hand. Mm -hmm. I need to kick its ass so that I can figure it out. That's how I learn. That's how my boys learn. And so I've watched my boys in the past, and it wasn't until I listened to Art Finch's podcast yesterday that I realized they learn like I learn. Like my eldest son, Evan, is now in first-year engineering. He's working on the mega math problems. Like, I'm, I cannot understand what he's doing because my brain does not work like that. That's awesome. But, but teachers say to him, like, how did you get that answer? display your steps and he just he he arrives at the answer correctly without having to do the steps that's the way my life was Very not cool. in math but in everything else like i couldn't show my work i could just show you the outcome if you tell me to get on top of that building and don't give me a plan i'll wave to you from the top of the building and i won't no one will have taught it to me i won't know how to do it but I'll be on top of the building. I'll figure it out. I won't even sometimes know how I did it myself, but I will solve the problem in an out-of-the-box mindset that gets me on top of the building, waving and smirking mm -hmm. at whoever is below me in a jauntily, cockily way, we'll say it. <laughs> and that's just who I am. It's done me no favors for sure. And so the way I learn is through experiential. The way I learn is through creating a solution that I don't even know sometimes how I created it. So all of that to say, the kid in the Shakespeare class, the kid who stands on top of buildings and waves down at the crowd below them with a smile, that's me. But it took a long time to learn me. And that's your job out there for whoever's listening to this. When you're in high school, when you're in the army, when you're in your cubicle, whatever it is, you got to think about who you are at a deep level and understand how you do you better. Don't worry about how everyone else is telling you how to do it better. You do you. But that simple saying of you do you is much more than a quaint little comment on top of your kitchen pantry. You do you means freaking get to work, figuring out who you are, and then you can go kick ass. I love well it. Said. Yeah, I'm glad like Sean went last, man, because there's right. no way anyone can back that one up. Wow, that's <laughs> I'm just throwing out ideas, boys. Just to this is this is why it the moment he uh, he used to do the little hand flick, and I mentioned it too many times because he would finish his statement and then like flick the mic off to the side, and I was always like, oh yeah, he needs to be able to do a mic drop. Yeah, but it was getting embarrassing. Now he doesn't like do the, it at all. Felt like it was weird. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's you bring up a great point and i mean we've talked about this over the last couple of days is know yourself and if you don't know yourself figure it out take the time to figure it out to figure out who you are and how you can do you better and if that takes yeah 10 years it okay. it'll take you as long as it takes you based yeah. on how much work you put into figuring out who you are and here's a super good tip i wish it's a tip that someone would have handed to me when i was a young buck I was kind of organically doing it anyway, but I wasn't doing it as fully as I could have. And it's this tip. Find awesome people and emulate. Just chase mm -hmm. them for a while to figure out how awesome you might be able to become. Because if you're, if you're that skinny, underperforming kid and the system has been telling you that you're dumb as a brick, and I've literally said it. I'm embarrassed to say that recently I have said, and I was dumb as a brick when I was in high school. As it turns out, I wasn't dumb as a brick. I was brighter than my teacher. He was as dumb as a brick on an IQ level. I just didn't respect him because he bored me to tears. Yeah. And so it was my job then to figure out who I was, but I couldn't because I didn't know who I was. It was the system's job to teach me who I was, but it didn't. 
because that system doesn't do that. So then at some point, I've got to take the responsibility for defining myself through deep work and through looking around and finding awesome people that I can chase in order to figure out what that even means. That's what I feel is the real job, is to do better, to ask more of yourself, to find people who are kicking ass and then follow them for a while and then just put on a pair of boots and go try your first ass kick. The first ass kick should be you. You should be kicking your own. So however you... Like, do your boot. <laughs> Kick your own ass. And Dave? Then, yeah, I wanted to just jump in there because I saw that podcast with you and Seb talking about surround yourself about being awesome people. So if people are watching that, check it out, man. Like, I don't know if they have it on both your walls, but uh, I saw that and I found it very inspiration, inspirational. Yeah. I'm, if anything that I say is in any way a tiny bit inspirational, any most of it is just stuff that I'm repeating that I've learned from smart people, from people who inspired me. I haven't cracked the mysteries of the universe. I'm still mystified by a lot of stuff. But the little bit of wisdom that I chuck out is from people who are way wiser than I am. We stand on the shoulders of giants, right? I need to. I'm five foot nine. Well, yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to stand on my shoulders, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, we're, <clears throat> we're just about an hour, uh, we are just about at an hour here. So, uh, let's go around one more time. See if there's any final thoughts, Glenn, what do you got? Uh, ways of learning, nothing, man. I think I learned a lot from all, all you guys today. You got your notes. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got a bunch here, man. Um, it just painted forward. And I think, uh, Dave and Corey kind of hit on it a little bit, uh, and it made me think about, man, just having a good attitude. Having a good attitude and just getting after it is just, it goes a long way, I think. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Dave, what do you got? Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm just, obviously, I think we covered a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, quickly here between all of us. I'm sure we can go on for another hour. I just want to say thank you for having me, man. And, uh, I hope those uh, who are listening, uh, this isn't bothering you too much, but I have been slowly getting better, which has been great. Um, for everybody out there, for your support and love, man, like I, I'm grateful. I, I'm truly blessed, so thank you. Our pleasure having you, brother. Um, Corey? Yeah, I think everyone on? nailed it out of the park today. Sean, really off that last tangent, uh, if anything, it just feels comforting to know that uh, – you're not alone in the same thoughts and it's really validating to hear the uh, just getting after it mantra is really where the passion and connection of finding where you're supposed to be in the time of life where you have those opportunities to do that. And anyone listening, I'd say just get after it, give it a go. And uh, you certainly are going to be less regretful giving it your all and trying your all than uh, talking about it and planning the perfect plan without an execution or actual first step or boot on the ground. There's no successful mission or adventure. So get out there, get after it, uh, find your community and those you connect with. And as well, if there's ever anything we can do to help uh, anyone here, I'm sure we'll echo it. We're happy to help and chat. And I love working with people and helping them get an idea into execution but ultimately that resides on you to take that step and do it we'll be there to help guide you but it's your steps to take and find the things that you love doing yeah and there is a really awesome motorcycle coming out right now you guys got to check out the new buell concept uh supermoto being designed by roland sands it's absolutely fantastic for anybody riding motorcycles i'm super stoked to see that uh, coming to concept. I almost put the $50 deposit on a new bike, but the wife said, no, there's barely two. <laughs> Don't do it. So, <laughs> two uh, enough. I wish. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of these awesome things that you can get into, but they are kind of pricey as you get farther <laughs> into them. Right. Yeah. I mean, just look at some of the guitars on the back of Dave's wall there. Right. Those are, uh, I love that telecaster. The, uh, those are some beautiful camouflage man. one. Um, I do love your, uh, your point there, Corey. 
is the no plan survives first contact. So just keep getting after it. It's fantastic. Man, that is a beauty. Uh, Sean, any final thoughts? Anything uh, rattle around for yeah, you? Yeah, just, just briefly. Uh, just wanted to say this. Thanks, fellas, of course. Obviously bringing the heat. I mean, any thoughts that I have are just built off thoughts of the things that you guys are saying. I think we're all pretty aligned, and it, it's really nice to be able to throw out a few words and listen to a few words and build out a few words together that others can benefit from. I'd like to conclude with this. As I've stated, you got to learn who you are. You got to get to know yourself a bit better. And the more you can explore yourself, the better you will become. At some point, hopefully you become good enough that you can help others around you. And as you're helping others around you, maybe you lose your way. And at some point you find yourself struggling. Well, that's the time when you can draw back on all of the other people that you've helped over the years. It's a reciprocal ebb and flow life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're the man. Sometimes we're at a rock bottom. Sometimes we're on the peaks. Sometimes we're in the valleys. That is life. Life always goes better when you're doing your best. But sometimes your best isn't good enough. So you've got to learn ways to do better even when you're not your best. And that's what I love about this panel. I think we all understand what that means. I think we've mm -hmm. all figured out a way to manage our lives and the lives around us to do better, to inspire others, to expect more of ourselves. And so I appreciate all of you coming and delivering that same message, I believe. And food for thought for the future young generation if you want to do better start following some of these men and see how that plays out for you this is the way <laughs> this is it man i love it that the uh that's a great final message seek out cool people do cool things <laughs> have fun uh we really appreciate obviously boys coming on here glenn Corey, dave Awesome chat. Uh, Dave, you got an open seat here anytime you want, man. Where we do these every day. So anytime. Thank you. Uh, and Corey, you know, you got an open seat. Glenn, I keep bugging you every once in the DM. So make sure that uh, whenever you can get on here, we can get you on here. And uh, yeah, hopefully we've all learned. I know I have learned. I've built. I feel grown. Maybe I should add another inch onto my chest. Let me just do it. Your, your head will poke out <laughs> over the camera. You'll never get out of that airplane if you grow it. No, we'll see his oh, beard. Dear. Yeah. It uh well, I trimmed it, I trimmed it up a little bit so that it wasn't yeah, so. I noticed in... that you're not stroking quite as much yeah. as well. That little poker mm. tail is slipping into the background. Well, you know, that's the thing. I I see it once and then I'm like, oh, there it is. Uh but yeah, I really appreciate it. Hopefully everyone else uh I know everyone else out there is uh, enjoying this and we're going to keep doing it tomorrow. So with us tomorrow on the collective, you can learn, build and grow. Let's uh, hang out tomorrow. Chimo. Oh, actually, before we go, Chimo. I got one last thing tomorrow. We have a full ladies panel. Five. Oh, yes. Awesome. Chicks. What's the timing on, on that here. again? That is going to be at 1300 Pacific, uh, 1400 okay. mountain. It's oh, because dang, I have to teach. Dude. Yeah, so we have Sundays tomorrow, so I won't be able to I'm gonna have it, to but... change some timings. Okay, 1300 hours PST. Who do we got, gents? Who uh, are the... uh, so we got uh, Kate Stewart awesome. from Shoot Like a Girl podcast. She's gonna be joining us. We have um, Julia Shelley. Uh, she's been on here before, former UN um, flight crew, has been kind of all over the place and a bodybuilding champion, I believe. Can't remember. Yeah, competitor, yeah. 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 And um, and then we have uh jillian's joining us again jillian brown she's a photographer and uh, right. adventurer and awesome jillian awesome brown photography yep jillian brown photography and then um uh julia julie kelly is joining us as well yay julie yeah wow. and uh, she must be back from hawaii maybe she's joining us from hawaii okay no she's joining she's just getting back we were okay, in check, like, check. right after anyway um and i i feel bad i can't remember the uh the last one. I'm going to look it up. Oh, you're on the spot. You're feeling I it, aren't you? On the spot. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I got it here. Rolling down the. There's oh, better dab there. <laughs> More than just a little bit. Um, and my friend Ashley. 
Ashley Forsyth. She's um, oh, check. Is that the well, massage therapist or no? Uh, oh, okay. the, Ashley is a former Navy and now I believe ha- is. I'm not sure if she has it or she was going for it, her master's in psychology. Oh. Awesome chick. She was with uh, the staff on Warrior Adventure Canada and uh, she's cool. an adventurer as well, mountain climber, all kinds of good stuff. So uh, uh, maybe you have... could send her the link to the psychological profile of an operator, ask her to listen to it and see if uh, we really are as weird as we are. <laughs> I think that's kind of a given. We're all kind I think of it's a little a bit. <laughs> but yeah, so tomorrow we got the ladies one and then we got uh, some more cool stuff coming up this week, but I'm not going to tell Sean or I might no, tell Sean because that's going to keep bugging him with it. <laughs> Five <laughs> tomorrow. Fantastic. Yeah. And sorry, you're correct. You're correct. Uh, it's 1200 PST, 1300 mountain. Oh, okay. So, okay. 1200 PST, 1300 mountain, 1500 Eastern, 1600 Atlantic for 1200. It is. Check. Yeah. So we're good to go. We'll uh we'll see y'all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo. Good day. Times two.